On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. G'day, amigos, and welcome to the Four Diegos here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on a, uh, what is it, 11 degrees? It's uh, not too bad. It's kind of getting mild. We're happy with uh, the weather, the way it's tracking at the moment. Thanks to Finey on another fantastic show, and good to hear the boys from the Wonder Years talking about 1988. We were still, well, still about three years old then, and uh, it was a good year. Very memorable. Vinny Venezuela, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Great to be here. Yes, and uh, Carlos, you're here as well. How are you there, Rodrigo? Yeah. It's very, very good to be here tonight. Uh, we're one short. We are one yeah, short. Warren has no resilience. <laughs> well, he said he had a flu. No, he's just no resilience at all. Yeah, no, he had the flu. Yeah, the man flu, in inverted commas. I, I was a bit <laughs> worried because we were going to talk at length tonight yeah, about... Yes. Uh, the impact that he had on Tony, <laughs> yeah, well, Tony Abbott last be- Friday, yeah. because he met him last That's Friday, right. and we thought he might, might have said something to him. <laughs> well, apparently he organised a thousand uh, print a, a print run of a thousand uh, photos of him and, and Tony autographed. He was going to make his a yep. million, he thought, and well, <laughs> right. a thousand, yeah. and it's all gone pear shaped. Yeah, he wouldn't have paid for it though. <laughs> no, <laughs> but. Uh, Anyway, he's out injured tonight. He's out injured tonight, so uh, you know we won't, we won't talk too much Apparently about it. Apparently, a uh, lo- lobotomy, yeah. <laughs> a heart-related yes, lobotomy. Right, yeah. Apparently, he said to Tony, "You got nothing to worry about. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Your job's safe." Kiss of death, or what? Yeah. But anyway, I uh, won't talk too much politics today. But no. uh, we've got a big show. We'll uh, we'll get into the uh, Q and A. Uh, very, mm. very shortly. We'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on. And uh, we'll take your calls tonight. If you want to call the Diego's, uh, please join into the Q&A. Be the fourth Diego. Whenever there's one missing, we'd like you to mm. call on 9429 and be the fourth Diego. Give yourselves a Diego's name. Of course. Why not? We, we have. I mean, <laughs> I mean, these are our real names. Yes, but, of uh, course. But uh, well, they're kind of that anyway, because uh, even our wives call us by <laughs> our uh, Diego's names. And... Um, and send us your text messages on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. The hot topic tonight, boys. yes, the hot topic. Uh, we've changed it about. Uh, talk about brinksmanship. <laughs> you changed it during the weather. It's like a game we, of we tennis, it really. The weather. Um, originally, it was going to be about the strike and stuff. We'll talk about that in a minute. The yep. potential strike in uh, in A League football. Uh, but uh, I just thought about Stephen Naismith. Now, you, people out there might not know who the hell is Stephen Naismith. Who is Stephen Naismith? He's a Scot. He's a Scott. 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 He's Scott a Scott. Yes, and he scored a hat trick on the weekend <laughs> for Everton against Everton. Chelsea, <laughs> and Chelsea. he came and he came on as a sub. <laughs> A sub. I'll never be a sub ever again. <laughs> yeah, I've just got, sorry. I've just gone back to Brazil. Yes, Vinny of fairly, yes. fairly tanked. He was pretty. It was jock. Not at all. Pretty drunk. You were talking to yes, jock, weren't anyway, you? By t- the pool, talking yes. like late that, night. Very jock. funny. Yes. Anyway, uh, Stephen Naismith, the squid. <laughs> yes. He Scott. scored a hat trick on the weekend. Uh, he came on in the twelfth minute. Uh, it was unfortunate one of his teammates think got injured. Oh, he came guy. on, mm-hmm. did it for his teammate, did it for Everton. Didn't do it for the coach because he started on the bench. He's not happy yeah. with the coach, but he scored. Proceeded to score a hat trick, and it was clinical what yes. he did. And he basically won the game for Everton over Chelsea, and that's a big win over Chelsea. Of Huge. course, they're reigning uh, you know champions. Uh, so it got me thinking about some of the great moments of super sub work over the years. And our hot topic tonight is give us. Your famous super sub moment. 
that actually gave you gooseies. For me, <laughs> it was Tim Cale coming on yeah, well, for, the, for Australia in the 2006 World Cup against Japan. And, you know, every touch of the ball gave me gooseies. And, uh, and for me, he was my amazing super sub from a local perspective or Australian perspective. There's a lot of other ones out there. And you might want to go back to the 70s and 80s, David Fairclough, or you might want to go to Shoalskyer. Those moments that made you get gooseys, the old goosebumps, uh, with some of the work that the super subs did over the years. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. That is the hot topic tonight. What is your who is your favourite super sub? I was going to go with Timmy Cale too, but yeah. uh, um, super sub or super sub moment doesn't matter. Absolutely. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Um, already, uh, Carlos getting getting one here. Um, Aiden in Bayswater. Hey, you're right up. I well, he's, I can't do a Scottish <laughs> accent, so well, we'll do that a little <laughs> bit later too on. Far away from yeah, yeah, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get Vinny to do that after the next break, though. Um, there you go. So, <laughs> very, very I was good. thinking of my pseudo super sub moment just then, and when when Harry Kuhl came on for Popovich, I think in the game against ah, Uruguay, good one, Vinny. and uh, basically changed the game. Changed the game. Mm. He 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 missed the ball, mm. but Bresciano scored absolutely, and uh, and he did it with one groin. He was uh, uh, operating with a single groin that night. Harry Kuhl, very very injured, but he came on and changed the game against Uruguay. Already, Archie Thompson's getting a good. Mm. Uh, Good uh, kind of um, hearing on the uh, text messages here. So Roger Miller, Italia ninety. Absolutely, Roger. There you Miller. go. Keep them coming. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I think it's going to be a good hot topic tonight. Hey, let's uh, let's get into the Q and A uh, with me. But uh, I'll answer. I'll ask the questions. You guys answer the questions, and uh, there'll be a whistle if you keep going uh, for too long. Now let's uh, let's talk about uh, the dispute because we've kind of touched on this topic you know for about three three weeks in a row now. But uh, look, it's really hotting up because it hasn't been resolved, and there's uh, a lot of talk uh, between the P- PFA and the FFA um, around how you know. There's I mean, there's not a lot of there's talk not here. a lot of talk actually. We're, we're hearing about a lot of meetings over the past year or so, mm. but uh, but there's not a lot of talk happening or constructive talk that we're being led to believe. And uh, you know, we've got uh, David Gallup kind of giving assurances that uh, he's, he's quietly confident that the A League season will get underway. Um, but with uh, the Matildas, you know, abandoning mm. their trip of the US and the uh, you know, it's 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 getting it's getting willing at the moment. Where will this all end up? And will there be a player strike during the A League season? We had a whole hour on this uh, on uh, Daniel Harford's show uh, uh, today, half time, and uh, we were only supposed to be doing ten minutes at the start, but it went for a whole hour. Talk back went crazy, SMSs went crazy. Uh, I think everyone's really worried because the big, big moment for me that that sort of showed me how serious this all was when it was when the Matildas pulled out of that yep. tour to America. I mean, there was something like 140,000 tickets already sold for that tour. Those girls were seriously looking forward to going on, going and playing the World Champions. This was a big moment for the girls. They're a young team. And they need all the experience they can get. They pulled out of the camp before that. They pulled out of that two-game tour, and now they're going to, it looks like they're going to sort of uh, maybe hold off on the Olympic pre- preparations because of all this. They're making big, big moves to make sure things change. And I think if those girls are doing that, an A-League strike, if they're not sorted this out in the next week or so, there will be an A-League strike of some or industrial action of some sort. And uh, as I said today, heaven help the PFA and the FFA because I don't think you can lay fault on any one party. But if they haven't sorted this out after 32 meetings, boys, they've had 32 meetings in 12 months. If they can't so- sort this out 
in the next couple of weeks and it leads into the A-League, it hangs us over. I tell you what, heaven help those two organisations because the fans will not forgive. Carlos, do we know if the uh, meetings were catered? Because sometimes, <laughs> you know, if the catering's too good, people oh. don't get distracted about what oh, what but, they should but, be doing. Apparently there was food fights. Food right, fights. right. So they weren't just, let's go and have a coffee meetings. No, You're not classifying those they, as a meeting. They've got the team of people. You know, they like... Got, they got the lawyers, folders, got the whole thing, you know, they, manuals. They had the big long table. Yeah, okay, good. Well, and they, that's the, a meeting. They had the team of people. Yeah, thirty of them. Do you think it's that's, like a, what it. have you? What do you want? What do you want? And then they say, well, what have you got? Well, no, what do you want? And then yeah. it's like twing and froing. You know what? I, you know what? I really worry about. I think you know the, the games they play. You know, the, the, you know they change things at the last minute, and they they suddenly introduce news. I think that they did this for thirty meetings. You know, get mm. serious. Just come, know that. In fact, today, I, I proposed something today, and I was getting text messages from very, very important people in world football. I'm not going to... And that doesn't always happen. No, it you, doesn't. Well, it, it, it does happen normally, but not so positive. No, no not so positive. <laughs> I usually get bagged. But I was told today, because I came up with this scenario, that if the cake, as the FFA say, is not big enough, mm-hmm. right... Well, they and, don't really know because the next they're, they're waiting for the next TV rights. Well, right to, now though, because yeah. the PFA wants certainty, yeah. and right now the FFA is saying it's not big enough. We've, we, you know, we're paying for all sorts of things at the moment. If the cake's not big enough, and the PFA really want to help the more disadvantaged people here, because they want to package the Matildas, the A League players, and the Socceroos all together. So, in terms of disadvantagedness, yes, disadvantageousness, yes. you make sure the Matildas are looked after. Okay, make so that a career. One. Make that a career. At the moment, they're getting $21,000 yeah, a year. And bringing cool. us the glory, by the way. They're yeah. working hard. Absolutely. They're working as hard as any full-time yeah. professionals. They're getting 21000 Make that at least the minimum wage to start off with or even more. Make that a career for them. So fix them up straight away. Yep. And then the, the, the other disadvantaged group would be the young guys coming in at the A-League who are on a minimum wage or even less. Sort them out. Because what are they on? They're, they're, they're oh, on look, fairly I, low. I, I would think that... PFA have looked after them at least to the point that I think they're on minimum wage, right? Okay. Which is still well, not enough for a full-time so. footballer mm. and stuff like that. So look after them first, and then don't worry about the top end or the middle end of the A League because average wage for an A League player is about one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Yep, they're okay in the short term. Socceroos are all millionaires. I'm not saying you don't look after them later, but they can wait. They, pay they... the girls and pay the young kiddies now. There's your, there's your negotiation. There it is, guys. Carlos, you'll be in the next meeting. Oh. You'll, you'll be bringing in the sandwiches on the trolley, mate. <laughs> You've got the answers. It's exciting. I think that's. I think you're absolutely right. And and hopefully, hopefully they're doing that seriously. I bet you, Rodrigo, that's what they'll come up with. I hope so. I bet you. Well, there's no so. other option. Well, that would have been meeting. Two, I would have thought. I'm sorry, not, not to, I not to kind in, of play down what you've just said. I would have preempted it in an email before meeting one. Mm. That's what I'm thinking, boys. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, anyway. I think so. But anyway, look. So let, let's let's imagine for a minute that there is a strike. What impact will that have with the with you know the fans, um, with the the sponsors? Um, and the like. What what kind of impact will that have? Look, I think uh, if there is going to be a strike, then the 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 reasons for the strike have to be made clear to the fans so that they are they don't feel hard done by. Because I think supporters will 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 back the players if they think they've got a reasonable claim. I think that if they don't. If if they don't think they've got a reasonable claim, or if they think they're they're being ripped off here, that they've got their membership and and, and everything's ready to go, 
they'll get their backs up. And so it, it, it also becomes a bit of a PR. But Vinny, like if, if it's, it's pretty much public knowledge that the average wage for an A-League player is $150,000 to $170,000, right? If the fans knew that, how would they react to oh, the players? I yeah, like if, if, if they're, they're the numbers, Carlos, then I, I don't think the fans will, will, will have any patience or, or support. I think they'll get a bit toey. I think that... The Matildas one is is yep. really interesting because it, it's it's gotten widespread support and coverage in the community beyond just the football world football community and and it seemed it's reasonable and it's timely. The other stuff, as you say, there there seems to be money in the game at, at the male level, so yep. people might think, well, no, they just are getting greedy. And and once the perception that players are greedy is out there, then they lose a lot of hand. Absolutely. So, so if if they don't fix the Matildas issue, mm. um, you know, and there's good discussions around the A League guys. Well, do you think the players because because the PFA are, are dealing with this as a, as a whole yeah, of football yeah, right. they're, situation they're, they're rather than just yeah. the men and the, and the women? They're packaging the Matildas, yep. the A League, and the Socceroos together. Yeah. So fixing up. So they're Matildas, all comrades. They're yeah. Well, comrades. it's 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 fixing up the Matildas for the PFA is not enough. Yeah. You've got to address the A League and the Socceroos. Now I don't know the numbers, and I'm not siding with the FFA or the PFA, but if it's it's pretty clear. I mean, it's we're not talking about the AFL here that, that they've got money in a future, bottomless but, pit. No yeah, bottomless pit. We we know about the problems in in Australian football. We know that the FFA don't have a sponsor for the Socceroos. We know that the owners collectively lose $17 million a year collectively in the A-League. We know there's, you know, I've travelled with some of the clubs in the last couple of weeks myself doing some filming and, and doing some media stuff, and I've seen some of the facilities. And, and you know, they aren't, they aren't flush with money and resources, these clubs. So we know all this. So we know that the pie's not that big. Yep. So if the PFA persist, knowing all that, to have... All the three and not budge on it, you know, all the three in one package and not budge on it. I don't think they're going to get a lot of P, uh, you know, positive PR from the uh, or support from the from the fans out there. Mm, interesting situation. Gee, I hope they don't strike. I hope they can resolve this. I think uh, they will very, very quickly. Yeah, look, I but, think they will. If look, they don't if, sort it out, they will. Look, if they need to strike, they need to strike. No, no, but, I, but, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that yeah. it doesn't come to that. Well, that's right. Mm. Uh, so do I. Yeah. Theo in Hampton's on our wavelength. Are they serving free coffee and donuts at these meetings? That may explain the 32 meetings and the slightly overweight executive of the PFA. Not because they're not playing anymore, but uh, anyway, so Simon Colosimo is still very, very, very in good shape. Yeah, he's felt. He'd be be a good negotiator too. But but he wouldn't refuse a Nutella donut if it came his way either. That's right. No way. He's he's only human, Vinny Venezuela. That's right. (laughs) Hey, um... Look, we'll take, let's take a break now and come back with uh, more discussion on this. I was waiting this. for the whistle there, yeah, Linus. Well, no, no, that was, that we, we did that in a couple of different topics. Oh, did we? Yeah, we, okay. we talked about the impact of a strike. Uh, we talked about uh, okay. your your negotiation uh, scenario. So, yes. yeah, no, just leave it with me, okay. Carlos, and uh, I'll, I'll anchor the show. Because has got a little bit to learn here. No, he's smiling over there. I'm <laughs> winking at him every now and then, and he knows when to blow that whistle um, because uh, we, we just keep going on uh, you know, on and on about this. But anyway, let's take a break. There you go. There See? Go. He's working the whistle. I agree. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's. We'll, cat- we'll talk about, you know, Carl Valeri, Heidelberg, uh, full-time refs. Now, we've got so much more no to mistakes. talk about. This is again. the four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sports. 
Yes, so we'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on to talk about the EPL and uh, some of the results in the UEFA Champions League overnight. There's obviously some other games coming up uh, overnight, some interesting ones too. And uh, we'll talk a bit. Roma and Barcelona stands out as a as one that uh, will be very, very interesting. The one that interests me the most is, is Wolfsburg because, of course, the, the manager who was born to coach that team many, many years ago was a guy called Wolfgang... Hang on. Uh, <laughs> hang on. What's this? Wolfgang Wolf. That's right. Wolfgang Wolf. Yeah, and he was coaching Wolfsburg, would you believe? Wolfgang. If you don't believe me out there, Google it right now. <laughs> Wolfgang Wolf actually coached Wolfsburg <laughs> in, uh, in Germany. Wolf. And they, uh, they defeated CSKA That's Moscow right. 1-0 uh, yeah. overnight. And uh, Juventus defeated Man City 2-1. Um, Eindhoven, PSV Eindhoven defeated Manchester United 2-1. And oh, gee, you know, don't, don't Google this one. No. Luke Shaw's broken yeah, leg. Do not, not nice. Google it. Kitty's out there. Yeah, Anyone out there. Google it now. Yeah, I know, I know. But just don't do it because it, it's really sickening. 20-year-old kid playing great football at the moment too for Man U. Struck down. Struck oh, no. down. Not Juventus good. scored all three goals too. They won 2-1. Yeah, they two did. One, they they... did. Uh, Morata, two, what a two. goal to, to clinch it for them too. This Juventus side. I know they made the Champions League final they, last year, but... They could be due, you I'll know. i tell you what. <laughs> the win, I mean, this Man City side right now is a good team. Hot and cold, Carlos. Yeah, but I'll they're tell hot you... hot and cold. No, but it's Juventus. They're, they're so... Um, they're so, they're so professional, professional. In, when they're playing European competitions. Just know what to do. They Man stick City, to the game plan. Yeah, Man City is it's like me playing at that level. It's naive. <laughs> just have no idea, really. They're yeah. talented, but just, you know, no, no idea. Yeah. Juventus just totally professional. professional. And um, Buffon turning it on. I know. How old is he now? Oh, He's got to be in Google ad. <laughs> Chelsea, uh, who uh, who are a rele- relegation uh, in a relegation <laughs> battle in the English Premier League, uh, <laughs> taking on Tel Aviv. Uh, I tell you uh, what, if they lose against uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv, yeah. there's real problems there for oh, the special you, one. You think? Apparently, there's real no problems for the special one. There's no small talk in training anymore. No, no banter. no banter. No banter anymore. No, no, mm. anyway. no more banter. Mm. Anyway, um, let's the hot topic tonight. What what was the hot topic? Because I yes. went as I was doing the weather, you guys changed it on me. Yes, of course. Uh, one one we Scott we we Scott we Scott he uh, uh, Stephen Nace scored a hat trick for Everton. Um, it's just a clinical hat trick, and he came on after the twelfth minute. So for me, he by definition is a super sub. Super scored a, a hat trick against Chelsea on the weekend. Big win for Everton at home at Goodison Park. And our hot topic tonight is give us your favourite super sub or super sub moment in world football that gave you goosies, the goosebumps. Well, there's a few here yeah. on 0433981116. That is the uh, SMS machine number. Dean Piemonte for uh, the Oakley Cannons against Far North Queensland in a recent FFA match. Sensational free kick ah. in the 93rd minute. That's Wayne of Huntingdale. Uh, Wayne, just send another one through. Did he pigeonhole it? <laughs> Was it a pigeonhole where the spiders live? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't remember seeing it. It was a nutmeg. (laughs) Here's a good story from J.R. in Ashwood. Greatest sub-story ever. In 1994, Harry Redknapp called out Steve Davis, a fan who was abusing him from the (laughs) sidelines to sub for West Ham and play against Oxford. He scored. That's a true story. And I know that's true because we actually reported on that because we started... In 1993, I think, the Diego's. Yeah, 1993. And I remember that story. It's a fantastic story. And Harry Redknapp just got absolutely sick of this guy, just abusing him. (laughs) Yeah, you can imagine He goes, okay, mate, you come out here, get your shirt on, and get on the field. You can imagine that. Yeah. Now, Damien Murray, towards the end of his career, he would have been... Did he he have a season in A-League? 
for Perth. Yeah, he played for Brisbane, I think. In, um, yeah, but he would have come on as Perth a sub then. and a super a sub and scored. I, I reckon that every time he took the pitch, he, he was scoring that. Ah, uh, look, I, you might be right late, really late in his career, but I don't remember him spending too much time on the bench. Yeah. Damien Murray, but he was a yeah, goal machine. I mean, late, yeah, I'm saying late in his yeah, career, okay, yeah. he was scoring for fun. Yeah, even then. Another uh, candidate here for the best super sub is Santiago Munez. <laughs> Munez, Munez yeah, he's not the 58 goal um, from the movie. Yes, um, Salvatore Toto Schilacci in yeah. Italia '90. I didn't. To tell you the truth, I still remember him scoring great goals. But was he a sub? I thought he was one of the one of the first eleven plays. He may have started I, I the think tournament he started off as, a, as sub. a sub. Yeah. And he did very well. Eden Dzeko, uh, time and again for uh, City, should never have shipped him out, Steve, from Heidelberg. Yeah. Interesting, he's a good super sub. Jesse, Andrew Naboot came off uh, the bench against uh, Sydney FC. Remember that? Turned a 2-0 deficit into a 3-2 win. Jacinio from Sandhurst. Good on you, Jacinio. That was a great moment for the kid. Remember he had a couple of really fantastic weeks? Gone quite, really. I just hope he doesn't Mm. drop away now, and that's his glory moments. I hope he... He, look, I know that they played him a bit last year off the bench, uh, and I hope that he is going to progress because he really started off like a house on fire when he started off his uh, football with it from Melbourne Victory. Because uh, Oliver Giroud, when they start him on the bench, comes on and scores. He scored on the weekend. He's He's been a bit handy. Yeah. Not that he's always a sub, though. Andrew Naboot's actually had a, about three or four mm. SMSs tonight. Thanks for that. Drapes in Clyde North. Henri's return to Arsenal in a cup game, coming on and scoring a winning goal. Yeah. Um, Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer is, yeah. uh, is is the main man so far on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Buffon is thirty seven, by the way. Boofs, yeah, boofs. And uh, we were talking about the PFA and the FFA uh, having a bit of a Barney at the moment uh, before the break. Di Diego, is it true Matildas are not getting twenty one k because they haven't been paid for two months? That's right. No That's pay, right. no play. Thanks for that, Di. Yeah, I think I know Di. Long time listener, big Melbourne Diego. victory fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, they had twenty one thousand. Incredibly, that's all they get paid. They haven't been paid for two months. I'm not sure why. Surely we're not that cash strapped. We can't pay them. Uh, you know, the money since the uh, the last World Cup. Uh, and the girl, I mean, they for them to make the decision not to go to the UK, uh, US to play these two games would have been heartbreaking for them. So, really, what worries me out of all this? Is it seems like the girls are putting it all on the line, whereas the A-League guys and the Socceroos, well, maybe the A-League guys down the track might have to put something on the line, but at the moment, they don't look like they have to. And the Socceroos, well, you know, they just don't turn up to some commercial, you know, some, uh, some sponsorship-type events, yeah. and that's their contribution. Yeah, but that's the girls, oh, really, I mean, it's just like, it's like the Socceroos not going to a World Cup qualifier or not going to a World Cup. Uh, if you equate that to what the girls had to go through or decide not to do. Big, big sacrifice. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's huge. So, as, as we said, let's hope that that gets resolved. Let's move on now and talk about uh, good news coming out of Melbourne Victory. Carl Valeri was appointed the uh, captain of Melbourne Victory, um, taking uh, the place of uh, Mark Milligan. Vinny, Vinny, good choice? Yeah, it is a good choice because uh, he's probably... I mean, Broxham, who's the vice-captain, would also have been a fantastic choice. And they've, he's played... He's been in that role... As well, but I think uh, Carl Valeri has got the runs on the board internationally and had, had a great season. Stalwart and probably sort of not too dissimilar. Well, he's holding. Not he's he's a bit like Milligan in the sense that they play in the midfield. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, I, I think he's had such a a terrific career. Almost understated a bit because he spent a bit of time in the city of B in Italy, uh, and he would have had a terrific opportunity if he stayed fit to play City R with Sassuolo when he was there with them. 
very well respected. Picked up from a from you know an underage like young Socceroo tournament by Inter Milan all these years ago. I mean, you think he was overseas for over twelve years yeah. or something. So he got picked up by Inter Milan, got farmed out, loaned out a lot. But usually, when you get loaned out and you're not good enough, they sort of cut you after a while. But I think he was on Inter Milan books for a really long time. They kept on loaning him out to see where he was going to go. So, and then he was just so terrific for us uh, in the Asian Cup in '97, I believe. He was a very, very good. Not '97. Um, 2007, 2007, 2009. The the one where we uh, where we lost the final. The one before last the year. The Japan one. Yeah, 2011. Sorry, uh, Qatar. It was a Qatar yep. one. So he was he was very good in that and played many, many great games for the Socceroos. So uh, for me, he's just got all the experience. He's level-headed. He's he's pretty humble sort of a guy. Yeah, he's got a bit of a statement, statesman yeah. feel about him yeah. too. So he's, be... like, he's like you with the Diego's, Rodrigo. Right. You yeah. don't have to say much, but you're just such a leader. Oh, yes, he's just inspire nice us. Yeah. You're such a motivation. Yeah. Now you're taking the piss. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my French. This <laughs> later, hey, no, uh, a leader wouldn't use that. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. <laughs> Carl's also prone to letting his feelings known, so I think that's a, that's a good thing as well. Like, he's not someone who will who will just let, like let things go unsaid. <laughs> just like well, that's right. If he has yeah. to, yeah, he just yeah. spray. He'll spray. Yeah, you know, he's never sworn in his life, but he just swore on yeah. uh, commercial radio. Yeah, yeah. never. No, wasn't swearing. No, no. <laughs> it was colloquialism. Anyway, it's, right. it's exactly right. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I thought um, Del Pierre might have got a look in, but but given that he's you know he's a uh, what, what, one year left in his contract, I think. Um, well, but you I thought he would have been. A, you can't been command a, good a team when you've got a sort of yeah. poncy French accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must you must track back. Why aren't uh, you tracking no. back? Yeah, the foreigners, <laughs> with, all, with all due respect chop, to chop. the foreigners, uh, they're one they're one um, you know sook away from. <laughs> Or, or one one sort of uh, berating away from Kevin Musket <laughs> from just leaving the country. That's all. You know, just, you know, just less sulk. Everyone is one berate away. No, from no. If you're Australia, if you're in Australia and you're Australian, you, you've got nowhere to go. But if you're Calf, Ben Calfalar yeah. or Del Pierre or Barisha, you know, you're just one sort of you know not happy. You're just not mm. being unhappy. One training session. From leaving the club, so you don't want to give it to a foreigner. No, With all enough. due respect to the foreigners, no, 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 with no. all due disrespect to the yeah, foreigners, exactly. <laughs> totally, he he would only see that as respect, Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to Heidelberg because they've signed uh, former Greek uh, international captain Kostas Katsouranis, and uh, for one night only. I know. Um, in their Melbourne for their Melbourne City, that's like uh, a one night stand, isn't it, uh, yeah, Rodrigo? It is. it is, and uh, it's going to cost them a bit of money. Is is that kind of guest appearance worth it? It is worth it. It's a fantastic idea to our Heidelberg friends out there. Thinking outside the box, I love it. Yeah, I did. Love it. He's not going to help you win the game, though. He's a defensive midfielder, and unless he starts cracking them from downtown or they play him in a different position, and he's only turning up a couple of days beforehand, so he's not going to be so much value on the night. I worry. I worry because, you know, team cohesion, the, the team's gotten so far now and then you're bringing in like a, a mercenary, Carlos. It, it, it can't <laughs> it can't bode well. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to help the team gel. It may not even help the team win. But I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, and what if he has the game of his life? <laughs> what, if he, what if he comes out and he scores hey, a hat-trick? In which case, from, it's genius, it's Carlos. Absolutely. I think good on you, Heidelberg. I want more of this to happen. Well, if they get 12,000-odd yeah. people at Olympic Park, yeah. um, which is where it's being played, uh, 
This could be fantastic yeah. for them. Oh, they, so, and they will. And that's why. That's yeah. clearly why they've done it. And they think that he might add something. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, if he was here now training with them for this one game, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd You'd be more yeah, comfortable. do it. Do it, but he's uh, sort of flying in, flying out. Oh, uh, Vinny, they're not going to look. Savory, I just reckon it's a fantastic idea to bring them. I, I hope they have the dinner dance afterwards. <laughs> oh, there'll be a dinner there'll dance. There'll be a dinner dance. There'll be two. Yeah, they, you know, all on the same night because he's not staying any longer than the one night. Uh, it's you know, one night only. You know, Costa's in town. I could just see the Neos Cosmos. It'll be the Ticani's Costa yeah, dinner dance. Yeah, but don't worry about that. Yeah. They're going to. They'll give him the love. Yeah. He our deserves Greek, the love. He's our a Greek legend. friends out there. And there's many of them, mm. even since 2004 when I wasn't so... When you made some accusations. Yeah, that's about there too. Yes. But, uh, but <laughs> we were, and, we were in Costa, lockdown. We were in yeah, lockdown. In fact, Carlos. Costas was a really good player in that team too, by yeah. the way. And, uh, you know, all our Greek friends out there, just enjoy the night. Just enjoy it. You Absolutely. might get the three points too. Uh, you might get you all the way to the semi. There is some suggestion. George uh, Kasakis, the, uh, the coach there at Heidelberg, said if they win, they may somehow keep him here. For the semi-final. Wouldn't that be go. fantastic? That'd be huge. Yeah. I think it's a great thing. So good luck to Heidelberg against uh, Melbourne City uh, with the star Greek uh, former international captain Kostas Katsouranis. Hey, let's take a call now because uh, our hot topic tonight was all about uh, super subs. And Marco in Black Rock has called us. G'day, Marco. Welcome to the show. Thank you, for Diego. How are you guys? Yeah, very well. Very Thank well, you. Mate. Good. Do you, you guys, it's not really a super sub, but it is a crazy moment as a sub. Yep. Do you guys ever remember Sully Montari from Inter when they played Catania in 2010? I don't. I know Sully Montari, but I don't remember that game necessarily. But what happened, mate? So, 78th minute, one all. Sully Montari comes on. Within 15 seconds, he commits a foul just outside the penalty area, gets a yellow card. He's in the wall for the free kick. Free kick's taken. He puts his arm up. <laughs> If a penalty is given, second yellow card, they lose the game 3-1. You're kidding. 80, 85 seconds he was off with two yellow cards and just killed the game. Fair. I'm pretty sure Jose Mourinho was coach at the time <laughs> as well. So. And you know, he never played on the bench again. <laughs> I don't think he ever played it for him again. Uh, that's a fantastic story there, uh, Marco. Uh, and, uh, and I'm sure the Italian media would have had a field day for that too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good story. Good on you, mate. Good on you, Marco. Thanks for calling. That's a very, very good nomination, Sully Montari. He's a good player too, Sully. Yeah, Teddy Sheringham's getting a bit of a run as well in the Champions League final. Because in 1999, they were 1-0 down. Bayern. And, uh, and Teddy Sheringham came on as a first sub. Fergie put him on first. Yep. He scored. Yep. And then they put Oli Gunnar Solskjaer on. And it was a flick on by Teddy Sheringham that actually put... Uh, Ollie in a spot to score and he scored it and so they're both subs and suddenly Fergie's a, a genius because yeah, both right. subs scored. That was a good game that one. That Bay. Oh, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty dull for most of it. No, I, Vin, I liked it. it was, at it was the end, bit... it was fantastic. But Vinny was... likes the dull game because no, no. he likes no, no, the technical no, no, nature no, of it. Bayern had as many chances as Man U. Oh, like Bayern no, should have won that. No, really, absolutely, they should have won. I'm it. saying it was yeah. a good game. Yeah, Bayern was all over Man U. They probably shouldn't have. You know. In possession and the way they play, they shouldn't have won it. But yeah, many on on in, in many ways they didn't deserve to lose it. But no. then it was these these sort of um, that's romantic mm. moments. John, Johnny Port Melbourne thought he'd change the hot topic and said <laughs> um, we should have a 
uh, uh, the, under the banner of sub with an issue. And uh, Damien Morrie, he said, is, uh, is the, um, the guy that can come under the banner of sub with an issue. Couldn't remove his wedding ring when coming on for Perth Glory. Remember <laughs> that's right, that? That's yeah. right. Was it coming on? Actually, who's that? Sorry? Who was it's that? Uh, John in Port John, Melbourne. John, I don't think he was coming on. I think it was at the start of the game. He actually held up the game because he, oh. he went on there. The referees, you know, really pedantic, checking the stops, checking, you know, uh, you know, whether he's got a plaster cast on, but he's checked the wedding rings. That's right. And Murray's must have played with the wedding ring all his life because he hasn't been able to take it off. have a nail in it or something poking out. <laughs> like, how dangerous can a, a wedding ring no, be? No, he was just this referee was being pedantic. It was at the start of the game, and they, they literally couldn't start the game, or they ended up starting it because he couldn't take it off, and they started with 10 men. Yeah, I do. I remember, I remember this. Yeah. Situation. I can't yeah. remember if it was at the start or at half time. Yeah. Can I go off on another tangent? Sure. I, my, my, uh, why not? It's a, yeah, it's just another one What of are those they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I once did a story on the global scene, and, um, oh. and a guy did um, a goal celebration. He had his wedding ring on, and he jumped up uh, uh, on the wire fence, yep. and the ring got caught oh, in the wire. Right. So that's when right. his body came down, his finger stayed up with oh, the ring. Yeah. So that's probably why the referee was particularly um, <laughs> insistent right. that uh, mm. the ring go off. Yeah. Wow. I can't remember that, Vinny, but uh, maybe you'll have to... I remember that it, it would have been, yeah. If he's jumped up on the fence, it would have been Argentina. Yeah, it was it, Most likely South at the Bombonera uh, <laughs> Stadium there at Boca Juniors because they had those big fences that go right up the back there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. All right, let's, uh, let's take a break because we'll... Uh, we're going to catch up with Mike McGrath from The Sun in the UK and catch up on uh, all things uh, English Premier League and some Champions League. This is the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Outlined against a blue-grey sky, the four horsemen rode again. In dramatic lore, they were known as famine, pestilence, destruction and death. These are only aliases. Their real names are Carlos, Vinny, Jose Manuel. Gee, I love this game. We are the Four Diegos. And coming up after Diego's, it's All Night Appetite uh, with uh, Benny Jones, who uh, is a good football man um, from 12 till 6. Uh, Telling us about how he uh, oh. he broke his leg too, like Luke Shaw a few he years did. ago. But in the process, he still scored. Still he scored, scored and he still celebrated. Yeah, so he did, of course. Amazing, Benny. Yeah, then he broke the other part of his leg <laughs> while right. he was celebrating. Hey, um, look, uh, we're going to go to the UK now and catch up with yeah. our man on the ground in the UK, Mike McGrath from The Sun. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks. Yeah, it's good to have you. Rodrigo here. You've got Vinny Venezuela and Carlos. Warren's uh, got the flu. And uh, everyone, all yeah. our listeners believe him and, and, uh, <laughs> and it's, really it's okay. Thank you. Hey, hey, Mike, we get a bit of feedback on this show that we focus on the top teams too much. But uh, I, th- I thought tonight we'd uh, focus on uh, one of the bottom teams. Um, <laughs> and, and that's Chelsea. <laughs> They've lost <laughs> three of their first five games. So what... What's going so wrong? Is the special one not so special at the moment? And can he get this right? What's going on at Chelsea? Yeah, I mean, I was there on the first day of the season uh, against Swansea, and from there, it really hasn't been right. You know, even uh, when they beat West Brom, they still conceded a few goals. The body language is terrible, and they just seem to have just lost that edge that they had this time last season. I think Mourinho, well, he obviously wanted some more signings. He didn't get the ones he wanted. He didn't get Stones. 
Uh, he's got Falcao, uh, Papi at the back. Not, not, you know, not great signings for for a title-winning team that wants to strengthen. I just think they they kind of let it slip there, and and Mourinho's kind of had a history of this um, of starting off really well, um, and then just. You know, by the third season, he's, he, he struggles a bit. So it's a real test for him to now to get over this hurdle. Mike, uh, be careful that you're bordering on a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you would ask that. Was it you? Oh, that no, it wasn't. I was in um, I, I was I was there uh, in in Eindhoven last night. But we kind of heard the we we, we heard about the about the press conference yesterday, and it's always. You know, sometimes, yeah, you know, a question is only as stupid as kind of what somebody makes of it. You know, there's some really stupid questions that elicit great answers. Um, but Mourinho obviously had it in for this um, guy from the BBC and turned on him. And you know, the results quite spectacular for audio and TV. Uh, but guys, as a journalist, you don't have you think, you know, there before the grace of God, because it could be anybody that he just turns on um, that, that he doesn't doesn't quite like their line of questioning. Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, do you think the uh, the way he handled the, the doctor issue earlier in the season, uh, Eva Canero, I think her name is? Uh, Eva Canero, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful-looking doctor who's, I'm sure, very, very good <laughs> at what she does, right? But the way he sort of uh, banished her... From the from the change room before games, and I think she just does the training these days. I know she was a very popular figure, not only because of that she's attractive, but I think she's very very good at what she does. And she's been part of uh, the Chelsea setup for many many years, and part of their successes in many ways. Do you think the way he treated her publicly uh, has really hurt him in the change room? I'm not sure, really. I, I mean, you hear mixed things about that situation, whether you know. Whether she was that, you know, as popular as people say she is, um, but I think the way he handled it was the, what damaged him slightly. And I don't think it's, I don't think that this is the big cause of why they're doing badly. But I think it's part of it that was a big, um, you know, a massive story ahead of the Man City game, which they played really poorly in. Um, so I think he could have held, he could have handled that much, <clears throat> much, much better. Um, and, Really, you know, could have avoided having those. I mean, uh, he really was accused, I suppose, of, of sexism uh, as to how what he said about her and um, and how he treated her. Now, Mike, uh, the special ones accused everyone of being really happy because you know the opportunity to kick him when he's down seems to have availed itself. But but is that true? Do the are the people over there that keen on on seeing the special one fail? I don't. I don't really think that. I mean, I remember from from growing up, it seemed like whoever was winning was the team that you loved to hate. You know, Manchester United um, when they were winning everything, people you know people didn't particularly like them, and Chelsea uh, likewise, where they came in and, and kind of bought those great players um, back in the early 2000s. So I think there's always the case that people want to, want to knock whoever's at the top. Um, but I think in general, people are probably more focused on their team. I think the kind of looking for Chelsea to fail would be really nice if, if, if like 
for Everton fans at the weekend. Mike, uh, Louis van Gaal, how's he going at the moment? Of course, they lost overnight at, uh, in Eindhoven. You were over there. Uh, horrible injury to Luke Shaw. Let's ask about him first. Uh, obviously, he's a clean break of the leg, and he'll be out for a long, long time. Uh, have you heard much about his state of mind? Yeah, just in, you know, in tatters, really. I think we've had uh, managers have called him, uh, you know, in, in the morning over here and um, so that he, he's been in tears to them. Uh, and, you know, he, he's obviously, he, he's been kind of active enough to thank people on Twitter, but uh, the reports that we hear is that he's, uh, that he's really distraught by it being operated on and um but he's still over in holland he's he's not traveled back home yet so he is um yeah it's a really sad story because because of the way he's been playing more than anything he's been one of their players of the season uh, absolutely nailed on that he would be the england first or something he's ahead of he was ahead of Leighton Baines, taking advantage of Baines' injury. Um, so, unfortunately, it's, it looks like a reasonable way for him to come back. Of course, they lost also over there in Eindhoven, which is probably an unexpected result given it's Van Gaal's second season. He got to buy some decent players over the summer. Um, you know, the young boy Marshall looks really good in the Premier League, but they didn't get the points there. There's rumblings at the play. There's a number of players who aren't happy in that change room. We've uh, ousted a prime minister here because he lost <laughs> a change room in the cabinet. Uh, you know, uh, is it, a little bit of pressure now building up around Louis van Gaal's position there at Manuel, or will he be given time to sort this out? Well, I think Saturday's result was a huge kind of relief for him beating Liverpool and you know making sure he maintained his 100% record that's not it's not bad against your rivals that um that so gives him a bit of breathing space I think last night it was worrying I thought the goals that they conceded were worrying particularly the winning goal the way they were cut apart but I think really the whole night was overshadowed by the injury um I think, uh, you know, a defeat to Southampton and maybe one after that in the Carling Cup, then your alarm bells might be ringing. But, I mean, the, the, the dressing room unrest was more at the start of the season and it emerged last week. And I think Van Hull was saying that that's been sorted out now. Um, so I think he's... Uh, I don't think he's under pressure yet compared to, um, compared to Mourinho or even Brendan Rodgers. I was going to say, uh, Mike, uh, given that Brendan Rodgers is under pressure uh, and people are sort of sort of suggesting that he should maybe go, should Claudio Ranieri go because it can't get any better than it is at the moment, coming back yeah. from, from two zip? I mean, it really, you know, the only way is down from here because he's just got them playing really well. Um, I mean, nobody nobody saw it coming because I think he came in and he changed quite a few bits in terms of discipline at, at the club and, and um, the routines that they had. So they changed that around. People you know, people were expecting them to go down and he's just got them playing superbly. Um, and like you said, the only way is down. But, I mean, at the moment, they look like they can kind of take on anybody and get a result. They are good to watch. Hey, Mike, uh, thanks for your time this evening with us and uh, have a good rest of the day for yourself. 
Okay, cheers, guys. There's Mike McGrath from The Sun. As always, good to talk to on a Wednesday night with the Diego's. Let's take a break now and come back and finish up with the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. I very rarely have asked a team to win a game for me, but I'm asking you guys today. Because Manchester United are a dirty, stinking, shooting football club, and I hate them. This has been a halftime pep talk by the four Diegos. Coming up after the Diegos, it's uh, Benny Jones with All Night Appetite. Carlos, you've got uh, something just to finish the show up. Absolutely, and this is no dis- you know, disrespect to the to Bentley Greens for winning the uh, grand final, the FFE grand final uh, against South Melbourne 3-1. After extra time uh, last weekend, great game, fantastic performance by both clubs. Congratulations to our friends at Bentley Green. Yeah, and looking forward to another good fixture of uh, UEFA Champions League overnight. We'll talk about those next week. That's it for this, this week's show. Thanks for your calls and your text messages. So remember, Carlos. We're Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We'll, we'll be there. there. We'll be Samba, Rumba and La Bamba. We'll, we'll be there. there. We're girls with fruit on their head and balls in their feet. We'll, we'll be there. there. We're the gringos play football. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the Fortiego. Diego. Olé. Olé.